Bienvenidos a Radio Menea. I'm Miriam Soeda Perez. And I'm Vero Valletti Flores. And we're two Latinx friends with wildly different music tastes. Each week we bring you music from the Latinx artists that we love. And this week we're doing a very special episode dedicated to our friend Lucia Leandro Jimeno. Yeah, you will recall that we had to take a couple weeks off a while back because of our friend's passing. And we wanted to do a little episode that was just a bit of an homenaje for them. So, uh, Beres, why don't you tell us about this first song that you picked? Yeah, this song is called um, Somos Dos and it's by Bomba Estéreo. Let's take another quick listen. Ser parte de tu sonrisa y de tu alegría Para más, para más, para más de toda una vida ¿Y qué me importa si esta noche es solo tuya y solo mía? Did you choose this song, Perez? So um, there's a playlist that we'll put a link to the show notes that um, Vero's friend Thanu, who was also really close friends with LL, made. And I think in collaboration with other close friends of his made after he passed. I guess I should say that, that that's why this this we're doing this homenajes because he passed away in early May. Um, and this was one of the songs on the playlist. There's a couple of Bomba Stereo songs on the playlist. And so it was really lovely because I got to kind of look. I picked all the songs for this episode because I was much closer to LL. Veto knew him as well. But like he and I were like really, really close friends for a while. So I, I decided, you know, we decided that I would pick the songs. Um, and so, yeah, this song is off that playlist. So I'll, I'll put a link in the show notes. It's a really, um, it's a really beautiful playlist. You know, I mean, LL was like super vibrant. Um, he was Puerto Rican and Mexican and Guatemalan. He identified as black and mixed race and Latinx. As a trans femme, he used um, he pronouns and they pronouns. And um, music was definitely like, you know, a part mm -hmm. of his of his life. And right, he loved to dance. He loved to go yeah. out. Yeah, Just very so. joyful, a very yeah. joyful human. He really was. It was like kind of incredible. Like he was so bright, not bright, like intelligent, although he was really intelligent, but like bright, like energy was really bright, even though he dealt with some really horrible shit, you know? Um, yeah. And yeah. so, so the reason I, this, this song stuck out to me is because um, it made me think of, um, so Ella and I, like, I like to say we fell in like friend love at the Allied Media Conference in 2013. <laughs> <laughs> We'd known each other before then. Um, he actually organized a couple of panels at like the Philly Trans Health Conference and the Clip Conference about um, 
queer and trans birth work. And it was really cool because I feel like he was before his time on that topic. Like now I feel like there's a lot more conversation about it. But at the time, like in, you know, the early 2010s or whatever you would call the teens, I don't know what they call that. Um, it wasn't, there wasn't a lot of conversation about, about what that looked like and about, um, parenting and birthing experiences for queer and trans folks and so he pulled me into a couple of those conversations and so I got to meet him that way but but yeah at the Alameda conference we really fell in friend love it was just like one of those weekends where you just really like spark with somebody um and it was really sweet and so after that time he kept coming to visit me in DC and um I was doing um was connecting with this um spiritual healer Rochelle Faithful who's like a, a does shamanic work and in one of the sessions I did with Rochelle which was very powerful like the Bomba Stereo music came on and came up. And so I, I connected those two experiences. And then what it made mm. me think of LL is because when he would come to visit me, he also went to see Rochelle a couple of times. And he was just like really um, open to guidance from, he was a spiritual person. And yeah, just really open to guidance from, you know, the ancestors, from his guides. And those sessions actually like changed the trajectory of his life. He, he got sort of the information that he should be in Seattle. He was living in Atlanta at the time. And so he moved to Seattle. <laughs> it was like pretty incredible to just like watch him take this information and go with it. Um, and I'm really glad, even though it actually like, you know, made it harder to be close to him in the last like five years of his life. It was really good because in Seattle, there was like a, a really um, a much more robust social safety net system that he ended up needing because he became um, chronically ill once he once mm -hmm. he moved and in mm -hmm. Atlanta, I don't know what would have happened because Georgia has, you know, a horrible, horrible Medicaid system that doesn't cover yeah. people. And I don't know what would have happened. So, um, yeah, I'm grateful. And then there was this amazing community of people in Seattle who really held him down and, and became his family and really supported him through his um, years of chronic illness and navigating the, you know, medical industrial complex and all the things that happened. So I'm really grateful that he ended up there. So anyway, that, that's kind of like a, a meandering way to talk about that. Um, <laughs> I think the other thing that this song makes me think of is, you know, Somos Dos, I think it's a love song, right? About her and her partner. Um, but LL, yeah. I, I feel like one of the things that was really beautiful about LL is he really like leaned into and was really public about like platonic love. Mm, um, mm -hmm. And like I love, love that so much. I know. Like, you know, and I feel like I experienced that. Like our friendship was like a really deep love and support for each other that was not romantic. And he was really public about his friendship with um, Ryan Lee Dahlstrom, who's another mutual friend of ours. And like they called each other wifeys. And mm. they had like a really sweet, very public like love for each other that wasn't sexual either, you know. And so, you know, he had he dated, he had relationships, but he never had like a, you know, primary partner kind of situation but he he had just like shared really deep love with people in a, in a non-sexual way and so that also made me think of this song also made me think of that I love that so much I love that so much it's a big um it's a big thing that I loved about LL just so yeah. much joy and so much love for for friends mm -hmm. yeah it was really it's really tender and it's, you know, it's what makes the loss really, really painful. You know, he was only 40, 41, I think 40 or 41. Yeah. When he passed. Yeah. Definitely. So very like young, young. young yeah. Young. And a lot of yes. people were really touched by him. Yeah, for sure. Like Betta said, I wasn't super close to LL as a friend necessarily, although I would definitely would consider him a friend and I known him for like, you know, 15 years in movement spaces and conferences and hanging out and dance parties. And, um, 
he really impacted a lot of the ways that I thought about activism and systems of power and just like he poured himself as, like himself into his activism a lot as an educator in some ways and I think I just my activism was changed because of the of of the frameworks that he gave me and um the the way that he thought about systems of power and um and migration and root causes of that and indigeneity and um it was just I, I I feel really grateful to him for that and it's a huge a huge loss to um not just his friends but also to you know movements for justice yeah I mean there was a um you know he died suddenly and there was you know a couple of days later like five days later there was a big kind of zoom memorial and 400 people showed up you know so just wow. like just to see the impact of him and, and, and all the people who were connected to him and all the people who loved him. Um, and then there were a lot of people in, in person in Seattle in like a just dis- backyard distanced gathering. So yeah, he really had an incredible reach and you know, I don't know what I, I, I just like hope that he knows, um, how much he meant to folks, you know? Yeah. I hope so. Uh, too. Yeah. All right, well, let's let's lighten the mood as much as you can in an episode that's about someone who passed away <laughs> with the next song, um, which I'm going to let it play, and then I'll tell you what it is, <laughs> just to keep the suspense going. So let's yeah, take yeah, a listen. Yeah, 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 let's go, let's go. Right about now, what's up? We need all the ladies to hit the dance floor. If you got a big old booty. How it is, why it is, what it is, I ain't got time for no games I'm hoping, mommy, that you feel the same I got what you need to feel the pain Here's my number, call me when you're up for an even exchange Feel me, let me see you do that Dirty dance, dirty dance Feel me, let me see you touch your toes Or shake that thing and talk with your ass Feel me, all my Chicos, all my Jamaicans All my blacks, all my Haitians Feel me, cause they know I'm a wreck To the day that they kill me Pula, So yeah, <laughs> different direction. I mean, like Beto said, LL was like really like bright, um, just like joyful energy, just like such a beautiful spirit. And uh, so when I went after he passed, I was kind of like looking for like sort of digital evidence, you know, looking through his Instagram, like all these things that are so unique to like mm-hmm. our our life. And like, I mean, there's it's what's beautiful is that like I have some Marco Polo videos that he and I sent back in like November and that's like I like paid for Marco Polo so I could save those videos because those are like really meaningful to me Mm -hmm. um but I also found his Spotify profile and he had recently left a job and they had done like a goodbye playlist for him 
for this Aww. job and this was on the goodbye playlist <laughs> like not a goodbye like <laughs> it was like goodbye from your job like he was leaving his right job right right, right. goodbye forever um they you know didn't know that this was gonna happen and so i was just like there's something beautiful <laughs> about the fact that this was on his goodbye playlist you know like that he was the kind of person whose co-workers would put kulo on his goodbye playlist <laughs> Yeah, um, that sounds right to me. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I mean, I could totally see him on the dance floor, you know, to this song, just like singing like the rest of us would be, you know? Yeah, for sure. I mean, Ella was definitely a fixture on any conference dance function, mm-hmm. you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah, he was super social. I feel like he kind of like held court, you know? Like, I feel like I see these definitely. pictures of him. Yeah, where he's like the center of like a circle of people, you know? Like, it just... I don't know. He's just incredible. He's an incredible person. Um, yeah. He's also a twin, which I feel like just deserves mm-hmm. mentioning. Mm-hmm. His twin sister, Juisa, um, which, you know, like, I can only imagine the loss, you know, that that is to, yeah, to lose a twin. And they're sure. identical twins. To the point where actually, after I knew LL, but not super well, I, I was doing an event in LA and Juisa showed up and I thought it was LL, like, wearing a dress. Like, Juisa is, like, kind of feminine mas- you know, gender presentation and LL wasn't it was just really different mm-hmm. but i literally it mm-hmm. just like happened all the time like you it was really hard it's hard to tell them apart even though they did have very different aesthetics and then i realized that it was his twin i did he i guess he hadn't told me he had an identical twin <laughs> oh yeah so i think that yeah. was a common experience but that's funny. But yeah a lot of i don't think i ever family. met his twin yeah she's like also does activism and organizing but more in like the socialist sort of like workers organizing world and has Work. been in the west coast for a long time like ella was in new york city for a long time so yeah kind of different yep. yeah different centers um but yeah, yeah a lot of love to to his sister and and his mom um who you know to just suffer the loss of your sibling and your and your child is just like really heartbreaking yeah huge for sure so he really, really loved 90s R&B. Like I like was like looking back over old emails and stuff. And like, that's the thing that he references mm-hmm. the most. Mm-hmm. But I didn't bring any 90s R&B because, you know, we, we bring Latinx music mostly to this podcast. But I did want to mention that, that that was just like. I mean, really Mimi would count. That's true. That's true. I could have brought Mariah Carey. You're right. He was yeah. a lover of Mariah. I he do was. know that. He was. I'm sorry. I, I I didn't think of her. You're right. <laughs> just, you know, just saying, bringing up my girl, yeah. <laughs> Mimi. <laughs> have we brought, have we brought Kulo to this podcast? We must have, right? I really don't know. I think that, that this one's on you, Perez. I feel like you probably brought it before. <laughs> Are you saying you don't like Kulo? <laughs> um, I'm, I don't dislike it. I'm not mad if it comes on, but I don't think that I like it enough to be like, this okay. is what I'm bringing. Okay, I did a quick little <laughs> Google search, and I did bring it to our Problematic Faves episode. <laughs> see? See? Am I wrong? <laughs> no. I, it's, it's right. It's a right. I mean, Pitbull, you know, Mr. 305. Mr. Worldwide, low-key, is kind of cool. I heard an yeah. interview with him, and I was so yeah. impressed. I was okay. like, you're a little more tender than I expected. Yeah. Okay, Pitbull. Okay. I feel Maybe you. he's on team feelings. <laughs> Oh, speaking of Team Feelings, LL was there when I made my Team Feelings t-shirt, which feels like the beginning of, I don't know. I mean, I guess I was probably already using that phrase, but then then came the pins. And so it was for my birthday. He was visiting for my birthday a number of years ago. And we went to over to our friend Tanya's house to, to hang out and craft. And I decided to make a Team Feelings t-shirt. <laughs> and he oh. was there. I think LL is definitely on Team Feelings. Oh, oh 100%. <laughs> yeah. 
He definitely was. He definitely was. He a didn't cheerleader make a for team feelings. But, oh yeah. Oh yeah. No, he was so tender. Yeah. It's just it's just really shitty because he was dealing with um kidney failure for the last like five years of his life and just to see how much just how many barriers exist um for people who are dealing with that kind of chronic illness that requires like so much um support and just like the stuff you have to do just to keep your body going and then like the next level of things that are expected to you before they will allow you to access a transplant it's really pretty fucked up like there's just there's yeah, all these it is it's really hierarchies. intense yeah it's really intense the medical and industrial so, complex is yeah wild and then if you're you know you're a person of color you're disabled you're fat like it just it's like it, you face so much more and so just i watched him for many years like all of a lot of us watched him really fight you know and really mm-hmm. like stay alive and really survive and he got covid and it was really bad and like and then he just, yeah. he made it. And so I think I'd taken for yeah. granted that he would just keep making it, you know? Yeah, and then, and then sure. at some point he just did it. And so, yeah. Um, yeah, it's just, and he had a lot of support, you know, like he wasn't somebody who was super isolated. Like he had this incredible community that would show up for him that would like donate to fundraisers so he could like buy a car to get to appointments. So he could, you know, pay his rent. Like, yeah. Yep. But it's like, it's not enough, you know, like this no. system is so, no, it's so fucked up. So, <sighs> sorry, y'all. This is a heavy one. It's not really a way to have it not be. And I've just been like going through different waves of grief, you know, as the last like month. And God, it's only been like a month. Yeah. A little bit over a month since he passed. No, it's been more because he passed before Mar- May 3rd was his birthday. So he passed like at the end of April. <sighs> but yeah, grief is a process, y'all. It is. It is. Not linear either. No. No. All right, we're going to take a quick break to let you hear from the sponsor for today's episode. So Planned Parenthood asked me to show someone how I see them, like how I really see them. So this ad is dedicated to you, Vero. Um, I see you. (laughs) I see you fighting every day for people who are marginalized. I see you going all out for immigrant rights, for queer rights for trans rights for BIPOC rights I see how hard you work your empathy your kindness and I see you willing to see you as somebody who's willing to go go to bat for folks so I feel very lucky to get to see you the real you oh Bennett thank you (laughs) (laughs) well the cool thing is that Planned Parenthood also sees you truly sees you not just as patients but also as people and that's so so important in a care provider Uh, they see you as people deserving of understanding and compassionate quality health care and education and Planned Parenthood understands the importance of having access to that care so you can define exactly where you're going to go with your work and your life so you can visit beseen.org, and we'll put a link in the show notes to learn more about how Planned Parenthood is here to see you become who you will be. That's beseen.org. Um, all right, so I have two more songs for this episode, and this next one is called uh, Dame la Mano, and it's by Raices Habaneras. Let's take a listen.
lo guarde como una ofrenda de mi amor hacia ti. So I think I mentioned there was like a more public, like, you know, Facebook invite um, memorial that happened shortly after he passed away that was really beautiful and tender. And like I said, there were like 400 people there. It lasted like four hours. It was like, it was beautiful and it was a lot. Um, and then a couple of weeks later, there was a more intimate one that was just like friends and close family. Um, and on that one, which also lasted like four hours and was really tender. Um, this song was the song that kind of like was the beginning and ending song that, that his mom chose. So it felt, and it like really moved me when I heard it. Um, and so I wanted to bring it here. Um, it's just, it's a beautiful, it's a beautiful song. It's, it's really, it's, really pretty. Yeah. I didn't know this group, Raices Habaneras. Um, they're new to me. They're, they're an Afro, they identify as an Afro-Cuban group and they're but based in like Union City, New York City kind of area. Um, and yeah, it's just really beautiful and just, I think it kind of like hearing it like brings me back to that, yeah. that day. I was just, I didn't know what to expect. It was like, it was like a short, um, it was a short, like it was a ceremony. It was part of like the burial process basically, but I didn't know what to expect. And so I got on thinking like, Oh, it'll be like an hour. Um, and I was like home alone with the kiddo cause Elena was out of town and it ended up being this like three hour thing. And I just like sobbed through it. <laughs> it was really, it was meaningful because, like, I feel like I got to connect more with, like, and I've met his mom before and stuff, but connect more with his family and also connect with the people who, like, cared for him in Seattle, like, those friends who I knew from, like, emails and, like, care team stuff, but not not actually, like, seeing and hearing about them and just, like, a lot of beautiful stories were shared about him. Um, but, yeah, this song, I just, like, gutted me. Um, mm, yeah. So, and his mom, like, broke down. You know, like, God, having to, like, bury your child, I think, is, like, a yeah. particularly, like brutal thing that some folks end up having to do very brutal so did, did you know this group before Vettel had you heard of them I hadn't heard of them no yeah but it's very pretty it's beautiful all this like makes me wish like I know Vettel I mean I know um, LL and I talked about music but I don't remember you know I was like looking through my emails and you know I don't unfortunately like our text thread isn't on my phone anymore just like Oh, I don't know what so happens sad. when someone passes and, you know, like what yeah. you want, the things you want to hold on to. Mm -hmm. um, but sure. I feel like he would have appreciated. I know. He, I knew he, he definitely knew about Riley and I think he listened. I don't know how, you know, how much or whatever, but hopefully he'd appreciate us, like just giving him some love and attention and like putting I him on, putting him I on blast a little bit of just like <laughs> how, how beautiful he was. Um, you know, he and I like, we loved each other really hard and we also like fought hard, you know, we had moments mm -hmm. of rupture and then we were, we always repaired, you know? So that was also something beautiful about him is like learning. And I think that's why the friendship with him felt like more, you know, because it's like, there's just something more intimate, right? About conflict and repair in that way. Um, yeah, and yeah, we took, absolutely. We took, we took long breaks and then we'd come back together and I'm grateful that we, the last time we talked, like, was... We had already kind of resolved, but he had a stroke, actually, in, as part of his, like, um, last, like, year or two. And so he was like, I don't actually remember. Like, are we good? <laughs> I was like, yeah, sweetie, like, we're good. Like, we, Aww. you know, there's nothing to process. Like, we're good, you yeah. know? Um, so I have those, like, Marco Polos, which I'm really grateful for, that we, like... You know, and, like, the, the, the last message he sent me was, like, really supportive, sweet message. So 
Ay, ay, ay. Um, but yeah, it's like getting to practice that kind of like rupture and repair with friends, I think is really important. You know? Yeah, it's huge. It it's like hits different than with yeah. a lover, you know? Yeah. I mean, well, we don't have a lot of um, good frameworks for uh, deep platonic friendship, you know? Mm -hmm. And we have like not great frameworks for fighting and repairing in general, but specifically with friendships, right? Yeah. And, um, and to me, having friends that like choose to say hard things to me, even mm -hmm. when they know mm -hmm. it will be difficult for me to hear mm -hmm. or that it might be difficult for me to hear. I just I really appreciate that so much. And I feel like I um, it's it's like a hallmark of my deep friendships is having mm -hmm. had conflicts with people that have been really difficult and like found our way through that yeah anyway you know yeah yeah totally I mean I feel like that's one of the things I really appreciate about our friendship you know that we've we've had to like have those moments we haven't had like big ruptures but we've had moments of conflict and yeah and talking for through sure. things and yeah it's like it's real intimacy you know when you can yeah. actually like be honest with somebody and also like fuck up and apologize and um and yeah I think that was a really beautiful part of being in his life and being close to him was that 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 was okay, you know, and we were able yeah. to always come yeah. back together. Yeah. Knowing that you're able to withstand something hard with somebody is, it, it like really deepens a mm -hmm. relationship. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Like any kind of relationship. Like if you know that like you've been through something difficult and there's been conflicts and there's been time when you, when you've been like angry or upset or hurt and then you still found a way to pull yourself out of that. Like that's, that's dope to me. That's yeah. really cool. Yeah. Yeah, it was a it was a beautiful part of our relationship even if it was hard, you know. Um, yeah. Yeah. All right, <sighs> should we do the next song? Yeah. So this is the last song. Just kind of a little a shorter episode today. Um and this is by a fave of ours, La India, and this is called Nunca voy a olvidarte. this one is self-explanatory i mean it's about a romantic love but I, mm -hmm. this was on the playlist that danu made and um 
yeah, it's just true. Like, I'll never forget him. Like, he's just, you know, he will forever, like, have an impact on me. And, you know, I'll forever be, like, appreciative of the, the like, love and support that I got from him and our friendship. And I'm really grateful that yeah. I got to be, like, one of his people for a while, you know? Um, like, he was the... I said this on social media, but he was like one of those friends on the short list of people you can call while crying and like not think twice about it, you know? <laughs> um, um, yeah, I just feel so sad that yeah. he's gone. And like, it's really devastating. Yeah, I'm just sad about all the things he'll miss, you know? He never got to meet my partner, my kiddo, you know? He like knew about them, but you know, might meet my new, my dog. He loved Mona. He loved my old dog. <laughs> they like had a sweet, special bond. Um, so he had, you he, he know, we'll get to meet Choo Choo. Just like all that stuff, right? All the loss. Yeah. All the things that, that he won't experience. You know, I know he really wanted to be a parent. Um, and he like, his activism in the last few years was really focused on like, he founded or co-founded the QT Pock Birthwork Project. Like really mm-hmm. cared about bringing folks into the birthwork world and, you know, all these things that I'm sad that he won't experience. And, um, but yeah, it's just, it's fucking heartbreaking, you know? Um, yeah. And I'm I'm like really glad. Thank you. I'm like glad that it was this time because like they did these zoom things. I got to participate, but I'm also sad that there was an opportunity to like mourn together, you know, Mm -hmm. I feel like that's, and it's like, you can do it virtually, but it's not the same, but, they are the family was talking about doing some like in-person gatherings in different cities so hopefully that yeah. will still happen um there might yet be time yeah because like he had put some thought into like a will because he knew that he was was really ill it wasn't like clear what his prognosis would be um and and they said that that he wanted a big party <laughs> which that like makes sounds sense exactly right for i Ella. know i know it's totally him yeah he would just like God. And he was just really unapologetically himself, even though there were so many things about him that made that hard, you know, like just the shit mm-hmm. that he faced of being yeah. like a person in the world in a not normative way in so many different aspects of his life, you know? Yeah. Um, My standard picture of LL <laughs> yes. is him wearing a black tank top with metallic gold letters that said <laughs> solid gold clip. Yes. And yes. it's just like obviously you would wear this shirt LL. Yeah. Like it was yeah. just like, yeah, that's that sounds right. That's yeah. perfect. I know. And I feel like, like that somehow that shirt that he loved so much, like it really encapsul like uh-huh. it just like encapsulates a lot about him in the sense that we've already talked about like Mm -hmm. you know like how joyous he was how unapologetic he was Mm -hmm. how um you know charismatic he Mm -hmm. was yeah um and and so i hope that the songs that we've brought (laughs) today do that a little (laughs) bit of justice i feel like there's no way to do no LL justice with a few songs because he was larger than life you know like he's just brimming with joy in so many ways yeah but yeah I hope this has been like a little bit of understanding um Mm -hmm. and I also wanted to say that um 
you know, we were really touched when we um, had to take time off from recording mm-hmm. to mourn LL's loss about, you know, like your responses. And so many of y'all told us to take time to not worry about it. Um, you know, people, um, our listeners told us, you know, y'all told us to take whatever time we needed because, you know, we've been there for y'all. And it just, it was, I was very, very moved mm-hmm. um, by y'all. So I just have to say thank you so much for yeah. that. It felt, it felt um, really nice mm-hmm. to, to hear that from y'all. So thank you again. Yeah, no, I really appreciated that. And I think it's a lesson we're learning too. Is like, it's okay if we have to like scrap the plan because something mm-hmm. else more important like just taking care of ourselves comes up you know um oh and i have to say he had two of those solid gold tank tops tall gold clay tank tops (laughs) (laughs) naturally and he loved them yeah and um that's like a thing he was his fashion was so amazing and he had you know it wasn't easy for him to find clothes he's like under five feet and like a person in a larger body and trans and femme and all these things and um but he always like looked great. Like he had like great sneaker yes. taste. He dangly always had these amazing dangly point. earrings, amazing like, um, like glittery leggings or gold. Le- like it just, it was just really. Yeah, they were definitely committed to an aesthetic and mm-hmm. fully executed it every single day. So yeah. I have to respect that. Yeah, it's totally true. Yeah. Gosh. That was, I think, some of our bonding together yeah. was about, like, mm-hmm. feminists and mm-hmm. the desire to, like, put an outfit together and pull a look <laughs> and, yes. you know. I can um, definitely see that. Yeah. Yeah. yeah no, and sure. I know he loved you and thought you were really cool. And, like, I found a, um, a reference to you in one of our old G-chats. Um, and he was, like, hyping out some playlist you put together for like a feministing article you wrote a million years ago a so. million years ago yeah. early music journalist days yeah so that was cute <laughs> that was really cute to find um but yeah y'all should listen to the i'm gonna put the playlist link in the show notes also i'm gonna put a couple links um he was in a a film so i guess this is one the thing i knew about him but he studied film at hampshire college and like wrote um did some film screenwriting but he was in a film a short film a couple years ago that a friend of his wrote and directed um, where he is this like trans birth work spirit. And it's a, it's a film about a person, a trans person of color giving birth. It's really like, it's haunting. Um, and he wow. makes like an acting debut. <laughs> yeah. So it was, it was, I watched that like shortly after he passed and it was wild to see them like as a ghost, you know? Um, mm-hmm. So I'll put a link to that in the show notes. It's like on, I think the, the, the filmmaker was like, fuck it. I'm just putting this on Vimeo, even though like whatever, there's like kind of, they discourage that in like the indie film, you know, when you're doing like film festivals and stuff, but they were like, I want people to see this. And then he was also part of um, secret survivors. I don't know Veto, if you ever saw that show in New York. Yeah. I didn't see it, but I knew about it. Yeah. So he was um, part of this. I actually haven't watched it. I want to, it's online. I've just been like trying to feel ready for it, but, um, but yeah, it's a project of, of people talking about their child sexual abuse experiences. And so, yeah, he was a part of it. And I know it was really impactful. I have some friends who saw it. Mm-hmm. So I'll put a link to that in the show notes too, if you want to just like connect a little bit more with, um, with his work. And then there's two art pieces that were created, like kind of to celebrate him. And we'll put those as well in the show notes. So you can just see kind of his vibrancy through, through these like artistic depictions of him. Amazing. Yeah. 
Well, thank well, you thanks. all so much for listening yeah. and for staying through this homenaje with mm-hmm. us. I hope y'all understand a little bit more about our friend and mm-hmm. lovely, impactful, brilliant activist that was yeah. Alal. Yeah, thanks for listening and helping me to like reflect and and thank you for holding space, Vero. And um, yeah, it's just I want more people to know about him, you know. So thanks, y'all for listening and everything we reference will be in the show notes at rallymenea.com as always all of the links to all of the music and information about all the songs today is going to be in the show notes um make sure to sign up for our newsletter follow us on social media everything's always on there so sign up all right amores we'll be back next week with a new episode so hasta la próxima bye